Hey, what's going on, everybody? It is Evan. I appreciate y'all checking out the 195 Stamps podcast, the travel podcast that you deserve. It's been a little minute, but that's okay. We back. Um, talking to Justin Walter today. Justin is a travel influencer, writer, blogger. He's got a lot of good stuff going on. Um, so I'm going to link a lot of his, uh, his stuff in the notes. You're really going to enjoy the conversation that we had um, with Justin. You know, but... It has been a minute, and everything is starting to look like, dare dare I say, you know, I don't want to step too far out there, but it's starting to look like, you know, we might have a, we might have an eye summer. You know, the vaccine rollout, as as, as shitty as it is, um, folks is getting it. I saw a number, it was like 50-some million people have gotten it at this point. You know, that's not bad. That's not bad. We still need a few more folks to go and get I don't know. If if y'all are gonna get, it. I have a I have a connection where I could get it. I'm still debating because you know I really want to go to one of my good friends' wedding, um, in Mexico, and you know Mexico has the thing now where they are making you test uh, before you can leave. Well, excuse me, I think that's the United States that's making you test before you can leave and like come back into the U.S. You have to test negative uh, 72 hours before or something like that. And, you know, it's tough, man. When you go down there, you know, you got to be socially distant, but it's a wedding. So it's going to be people from literally all over the country. Hell, it might have some international guests. Who knows? And you don't want to be antisocial. But I think everybody, I feel like folks will know. Like, what's up, big dog? Yeah, I'm going to dap you from a distance. What's going on? No, no, no. Six feet is is fine. I can talk to you from over here. All right now. Like you know, it don't need to be the the, the warm embraces of, of yesteryear. Um because if you get stuck in Mexico, you know, I, I know they have great hotel excuse me, not hotels, hospitals. I know they have good hospitals down in the Cancun area. But like if you test positive, you have to stay in your room for like an additional fourteen days. And I don't I don't know. Something tells me that, you know, even if you book the the suite with the pool, you know, coming out, adjoining, you know, with the plush bed and the, the, all that other stuff, something, something tells me that that's not going to be the room that you got to quarantine in. I, I got a hunch they got some other facilities um, that that might be, uh, to put it mildly, a bit below the standard that you're accustomed to. Well, you'll have to do your 14 day quarantine. And, you know, at these resorts, all you can eat, all you can drink. Something tells me you're getting three squares. It, it ain't going to be no all inclusive no more. It's all, everything you can eat in those three meals is what is your all inclusive now. So I don't, I don't want that, but I still want to go. And, and, I've already paid like half the cost right um and it wasn't cheap right it wasn't cheap now the flights i'll be able you know one thing leads to another i can get the flights that's none of y'all business don't worry about that but i can get the flights but the hotel is you know i ain't gonna get into facts and figures but it's not it's not cheap um and like i said i've already paid like half so part of me is like damn do i really want to 
I don't wouldn't call it set the money on fire, right? Because it's not like I would not be going for a good reason. But, you know, it kind of depends on, on what this vaccine looks like. You know, if I'm able to manage that, I think I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go if I can manage the vaccine. Um, but it's going to be it's going to be a photo finish because I got to get these folks a decision by the first of the month. It's the middle of the month. I don't know. But we're going to figure it out. We're going to figure it out. This will be my first time getting on a plane since last February, March, February, March one of them. So, you know, I got some time. Yeah, I forgot. I got to get my sea legs up under me if I do have to get on one. Um, and then I got to get the proper PPE because you can't, I can't just get on there with a mask. You know, I need the little face shield thing. I need some surgical gloves. I need, you know, short of the hazmat suit, there's some things that I need. There's some things that I need, but I'm going to figure that out. What I, what I wonder is, um, for you people that have been getting on a plane a lot, like, what's the, what's y'all strategy? You know, is it just masks, gloves? Because I feel like after a while of getting on the plane and you not getting it and you testing negative, or at least I hope y'all testing negative, I feel like the tendency is to get a little lax on on the PPE situation. You was wearing gloves, and now, hey, I don't, they make my hands dry. Hey, you know, it's tough to, you know, it's tough to do text with the gloves on. I was wearing two masks, but, you know, I'd be thirsty, so I'm going to just wear How does How do you stay diligent? Is it the threat of breathing in a potentially deadly virus? Is that what helps you stay diligent? Because that... I'm a, that's lighting a fire under my ass. I, I don't know if it's just me. Um, but anyway, updates from Mexico will will come in as they occur. But in the meantime, let's get to Justin. Um, Justin is a, like I said, a travel blogger, influencer. Um, make sure you, I'm going to put it in the in the notes here and, um, you know, tag him on, on this post on social media. But make sure you check out his website. Make sure you check out his um, his social media accounts. He has this really cool thing. I think it's 80 seconds around the world um, where he kind of does like a recap, like really quick. It's, it's dope. Uh, make sure y'all check him out. Had a really good conversation uh, with Justin. And, yeah, enjoy. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It is Evan. I am here with Justin Walter. Justin, how are you? Good, man. Good to connect with you. Absolutely. Uh, you know, we were kind of chatting before this. We've been going back and forth for a- almost a year, right? <laughs> Trying to get this together. Um, yeah, and I certainly appreciate you taking the time out, man. Justin, you know, for for the audience, travel influencer, we'll use that as an umbrella term, writer, yeah. photographer, content creator. Did I leave anything out? Uh, yeah, the, mostly I kind of describe it as a content creator because I do content in all forms of travel for so many outlets and platforms that just influencer and Instagram doesn't cut it anymore. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So travel has been kind of rough. Uh, I don't know mm-hmm. if you've heard, but apparently there is 
a virus that swept the world. Um, Wait, what? What? Really? <laughs> that's what I've been told. I don't know. <laughs> I had no told. idea. <laughs> and, uh, you know, what you said virus, uh, surprisingly, has kind of had an impact on travel um, yes, over has. the past like year. Um, but on the bright side, you know, it looks like uh, we're coming on, uh, out of this. There's light at the end of the tunnel. So, you know, what have you been doing over over the quarantine period? Yeah, so it's it's been a roller coaster. I definitely had my ups and downs. You know, when the pandemic first hit last March and, and travel stopped and went to a screeching halt, I stayed at home. I stayed at home for, you know, from March through August and did some little weekend trips with close friends in small pods where we, you know, mm-hmm. were safe and did testing. But I did a lot of content from home, such as travel live chats with travelers from all over the world, which I really enjoyed. And it was a unique opportunity to connect with my travel friends and do it over Instagram live and then have other people join in the conversation. I uh, did a couple articles and blogs for my site where I pulled again, travelers from all over the world to get kind of their insights on perspective and things to do during quarantine and travel planning tips during the pandemic. So I really stayed in my hometown and of Santa Monica at my house and, and traveled kind of virtually by connecting with travelers around the world through creating content. You know, I really love how you say that you still traveled, but it was virtually right. And one of the things that was tough for people like me and others, right, is with the ability to kind of, well, the inability to go places, right? It was tough Mm -hmm. to get that connection. And, you know, you're looking on Instagram and you're seeing a bunch of just throwback Thursday pictures or you're looking at blogs (laughs) and you're seeing like the points guy writing about a hotel that he stayed at like four years ago, right? Because people were scrambling. But, you know, once, you know, you're able to connect with those folks and still put out quality content, you know, it kind of eases the, uh, the kind of edge a little bit, right? Because everybody was yeah. more so anxious. One, they don't want to catch the virus. And two, yeah. they still want to um, to go places. So, you know, just to, you know, bring the audience up to, to speed, how did you get into the travel content creation business? Because it's, yeah. it's a hot ticket right now. Yeah, so it's, I, you know, became passionate about travel when I was 21 years old. I studied abroad in Sydney, Australia uh, during a semester in college. And that's when I first started traveling internationally. And I took my first ever solo backpacking trip while I was in Sydney to the Australian Outback. And I just fell in love with it. And and I remember thinking back then, I want to make travel a priority and a huge part of my life. So fast forward to after graduating, I moved to Los Angeles and I worked in the entertainment industry. And as I was working in the entertainment industry, I would take my breaks in between jobs to travel. And I remember um, one time my my manager, I have a manager for my work in entertainment. He said to me, you know, bring a camera, start, you know, making, make a blog. <laughs> and I actually love photography and I would take photos, you know, even as a kid growing up. And so when I was traveling, I just kept taking photos and, and I had a bunch of archives and I thought, you know, I'm just going to start a blog, started a blog, started an Instagram account. And this was kind of in the beginning phases before travel influencers were a thing. Right. 
So I got in on it before it became a thing. And <laughs> you were on the ground floor. <laughs> I was on the ground floor. It makes me sound old, <laughs> you know? So I would just go on my solo backpacking trips. I would do a couple a year. I would, for fun, take photos. I would then have a lot of content to create blogs and Instagram and then kind of just grew from there. And I always had the, you know, the the idea that I, I want to produce quality content. That's kind of, I want high quality. I come from that kind of background in entertainment where I'm not just going to put out stuff unless I, I really believe in it and, and it's high quality and I believe in what I'm saying. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, that's really cool, man, because a lot of people, it seems like they do traveling for the aesthetic and not mm -hmm. for themselves, um, which you know, it's kind of odd, right? Because you like myself, right? Somebody that travels just something you enjoy doing even before <laughs> it was, you know, cool on the internet, right? It's, yeah. you know, you studied abroad and, um, you know, in Australia, I did, I did some, a lot of traveling when I was younger. I was fortunate enough to where I had a parent that worked for an airline. So, oh my, you had the dream, <laughs> literally the dream. You want to talk about a COVID uh, pandemic story is, I was given a hall, uh, not a hall pass, a buddy pass for an airline this year. Nice. And no, not nice. I then did the <laughs> pandemic hit. So oh, it was man. like literally someone gave me the dream of having a buddy pass on an airline for the entire year. And unfortunately, mm -hmm. I didn't get to use it much because of the pandemic. I've always thought to myself, I, I want to find someone who works for an airline to marry <laughs> or I, uh, I need to eventually work for an airline. So that's awesome that you had that. And, you know, it's funny as a kid, I took it for granted because it mm -hmm. was just like, eh, you know, I want to stay home with friends. Like who wants to go to Amsterdam? Who wants to go to Africa? <laughs> like Africa isn't Atlanta. Like the world was as big as my friend bubble. Um, and like my mom was like, no, you idiot. The world is bigger than your friend bubble. Oh my Let gosh, me I love your you mom. I love your mom. Do you yeah, think, does, she, I, uh, does she still work for an airline? She literally, after, and uh, she won't mind me saying this, after 40 years at Delta, she retired last year. <gasps> Tell her congratulations. I, I will. Yep, Do you guys still get those benefits? She does. She uh, does. And amazing. they extend to me as well. So <sighs> I'm happy about that. Oh, yeah. You got to use those, man. That's yeah. awesome. I love that. Post-pandemic, I'm definitely getting back out there. But, um. You know, to to finish that up, you know, when you travel and it kind of, you know, you get something a bit more intrinsic out of it, um, I think is one of the underrated kind of parts of seeing the world. One of the things that you mentioned was you did a lot of solo traveling and backpacking. Yeah. Um, now, was that something that kind of came about as a bunch of friends dropped out and you're like, I'm going anyway? Or was yeah. that an intentional part of your journey and you were like you know this is something i'm i'm gonna do for me um it was it just happened organically and how it happened was the reason i studied abroad in australia was because i fell in love as a kid with the tv show survivor <laughs> and when i watched season two of survivor i promised myself i would live in australia and go to the australian outback so when i was studying abroad and i asked my classmates uh, i went to boston college and i studied abroad through bu in an internship program and nobody wanted to go to the Outback with me. And I thought to myself, here's my decision. I can either be a follower and you know not go to the Outback, my dream that I've had for so long, or I can just go on my own and figure it out. So I am so grateful that nobody wanted to go with me because that decision 
that moment and that experience changed my life. It changed my life by giving me the confidence to realize I don't need to live my life or my travels on anybody else's schedule or plan. And that traveling alone, I'm never alone. I meet so many incredible people from all over the world that are fascinating, interesting, and just become instant friends. So that's how it happened. And I really have my classmates to thank for not wanting to go with me. I have the TV show Survivor to thank for inspiring me. And from that point forward, I just had this confidence in me that I can travel anywhere in the world by myself and I'll be, I'll have a great time. And I actually sometimes prefer going by myself versus with friends. I'm trying to tell you. So in your solo travels, what's been the most memorable part? It's so difficult to answer that just because I feel like all different places I go to, I just have such good memories. Mm -hmm. I think when I think of like different locations, you know, some stick, like I I did a lot of my original solo backpacking in Central America. And I always recommend that's a great place for probably Americans to start because (laughs) Americans have such a different, you know, idea of what traveling internationally is versus Europeans and Australians. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they have from 18 euros old, they have such a, you know, go get it attitude. So I kind of started in Central America and then expanded to South America. And then from there, I started, that's when I started picking up, you know, more steam with the content creation and all of that. And then I started getting opportunities with tourism boards and brands and, and my travels expanded. My top, I would say, ever solo backpacking trip is I did six weeks solo throughout Europe uh, in my early 30s. And I kind of waited to do Europe until I was in my 30s versus doing it in my 20s. And I had the best six weeks of my life to this, to this day, those are the best six weeks of my life. I went from Spain into Ibiza to um, Italy, to Switzerland, to Germany. And I met so many incredible people, went to so many awesome places and had the time of my life. Man, that sounds like the dream. Um, You know, I am a solo traveler out of sometimes, you know, necessity because nobody else wants to go. Yeah. Um, but I really enjoy it. And, you know, mm-hmm. when you were talking, you know, looking at you, I could see like the memory starting to flood back and like, oh, man, like that was a great time. And recalling trips and people they do. <laughs> yeah. People you've met. Oh, my it's, gosh. You know, they it's do. um, it's a thing that people a lot of people like I, I don't want to go anywhere by myself. And for some people, solo travel isn't for them. Like, mm-hmm. I get that. It's not for everybody. But, mm-hmm. you know, for people that are on the fence, um you know, I say do it because, you know, when you, like you said, when you travel somehow, some way you always end up meeting somebody like, you know, people that are, you know, couples, groups of friends, just random folks that you, you know, see in a bar or restaurant. And, you know, it's, it's always an adventure. Um, Of course. So with that, you know, you started doing the traveling, right? Yeah. So when did, and you mentioned doing stuff for brands, like when did your content start to take off and you thought to yourself like, oh, I'm, I'm on to something here. So I blogged for about a year and mm-hmm. without any brands or any, you know, sponsors kind of reaching out to me. And, and I did, I think a minimum of two blogs a year. I mean, two blogs a, a month. <laughs> so I was doing about two blogs a month for about a year. And it was just based off of old trips and, and kind of creating travel guides and all that. Then after about a year, I 
um, joined a, uh, a website called Matador Networks, and they used to have opportunities where you could kind of apply for for sponsored trips. Mm-hmm. And the first one I did was um, a cruise to the Dominican Republic with Carnival Cruise. And it was a service trip cruise or an, a cultural immersion cruise called Fathom, where I was able to go on the first sailing w- with all print and photographers and media people. So the entire ship was full of travel writers, bloggers, photographers, and we spent a week in the Dominican Republic doing, instead of, you know, like snorkeling excursions, we would do service. We went and um, made water filtration systems. We did a reforestation act. We taught English. So it was a definitely a different type of trip. And so that was kind of my first experience of working with a brand, a huge brand, Carnival Cruise. Mm-hmm. And then after that, once you kind of, I, I got one, then I got a tourism board in Chattanooga, Tennessee, which <laughs> wanted to work with me. I'd never heard of Chattanooga, Tennessee, but it was all outdoor adventures and going and doing amazing things in this awesome town in Tennessee. And I kind of branded myself as an outdoor adventurer. That's kind of my niche is outdoor adventure, solo travel and just kind of willing to do anything in thrill seeking. And so then I started working with more tourism boards. I, I was a part of a group called Travel Massive. If anyone's interested in looking to kind of do the travel content creation, looking to see if your town and city has a Travel Massive group, that made a huge difference for me. Travel Massive had a chapter in LA and it is a travel networking group when I started doing this, I would go to monthly travel events put on by tours and boards and brands. So the first one I went to, this is like, (laughs) this is the craziest thing. You know, I I have some luck with these things. The first meeting I went to was put on by Visit Britain. And they, you know, usually they have a prize at all of these events. And the Visit Britain prize was probably one of the best prizes ever, where it was a a week-long trip all expenses paid to wales to do outdoor adventure so in right up in, the alley <laughs> right up my alley right so at the event uh it was at this hotel in santa monica i didn't know anybody i i went like a solo traveler didn't know anybody someone told me about this group i joined i went in and i didn't know a soul um you had to do a couple tweets to try and win the prize and i said like i'd never been to europe and how great would it be to, you know, have Wales be my first stop ever in Europe? That caught their eye and I, I won the trip. So then I was able to work with the tourism board and had this incredible, amazing outdoor adventure trip in Pembrokeshire, Wales, and in different parts of Wales that I never would have gone to if I hadn't won that trip. And I fell in love with the outdoors of Wales, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, uh, it was in that those travel massive networking groups. I have incredible friends from those group now that, you know, that are lifelong friends and we network together. We take each other on trips when tours and boards ask us, I'll bring friends that I met through those experiences on trips with me. And so just kind of the travel community in LA and beyond LA that I didn't have before. And that's the one thing I love most about kind of this travel content creation work is it does connect you and it's connected me with incredible travelers that are based in the U S. That's great. 
That's great. It's, it's so cool that you won that uh that first trip to uh to Wales. I always get like Wales and Scotland and all that stuff mixed up in England. Like I know it's all in the same part of like the world. It yeah. always confuses me though. It's, the terrain looks similar. Mission. Yeah. The terrain yeah. and what's even funny is, you know, to talk about travel massive a little bit more is fast forward about a year or a year and a half after I won that trip, my friend Megan and I <laughs> visit Austria put out an event. And so I said to Megan, you know, with my, you know, my being a fan of Survivor, I was like, let's strategize here. Let's work together and like try and win this prize. And if, if I win, I'll take you. If you win, you'll take me. Sure. Done. Guess what? Megan won and she took me to Austria for an all expense oh, trip. <laughs> you, you got the system figured out. So it was like out of the, all the travel massive events, I, I got the best two ones and I went on these awesome, amazing trips in Europe. Man, that's great. That's great. It seems like you got the system figured out. They they, they own you now. <laughs> you can't win anything else. I mean, and the thing too that's cool about it is you go on these trips that you win these prizes, but then you're you're creating a relationship with these tourism boards, and that's what it's about. I think that's one thing that I've also realized is a lot of this is relationship building. It's not just send me to places for free and have me, you know, take photos in X, Y, and Z. Um, an example of another travel networking event that I went to, I went to one for uh, Tahiti, Tahiti tourism in Los Angeles. And I just, you know, created a good relationship with them and they didn't send me on a trip, you know, but then after having a relationship with them and going to different events for them after three years, an opportunity came up at the end of last year where I ended up going on a trip to Tahiti for 10 days. And I went to promote safe tourism during the pandemic and show off what and showcase, you know, I, I say show off because I think Tahiti did an incredible job on the protocols for traveling to Tahiti during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And it was really neat to be able to kind of showcase travel, how to do it safely during the pandemic and all the incredible things that Tahiti tourism was in fact doing for travelers coming into the country. That's, that's great. That's great. You know, and that's one thing that people have been a little, I'd say a little bit more than a little apprehensive about, right? Like now a lot of people have just been stuck in the house and, you know, yeah. I'm sure we have, we both have the internet, right? So we see everybody and their mom is going to Mexico um, and mm -hmm. there are other places to go, but it's like, people need that, that release just to get out of and course. see something other than their house or their apartment or, yeah. you know, the, the city that they live in. So of course. It's, yeah, it's cool that, you know, Tahiti did something like that just to show, yeah. that, you know, you can come here. Um, we're taking the proper protocols. Um, yeah. and you can enjoy yourself. Yeah, I was really impressed with what they did. There was testing before testing when we arrived and after it was it was great. And and one thing I mean, Tahiti currently right now, France, you know, yeah, shut down French Polynesia. <laughs> Um, and it was a bummer for me because I literally a month before experienced how incredible Tahiti tourism and Tahiti was doing mm -hmm. in terms of COVID safety, RT-PCR tests three days before your flight, and you have to wear a mask, agree to certain rules and regulations, and then you filled out an entire health form before going that included your itinerary. So if anything happened, they could do contact tracing while you're there. You have to have travel insurance or assume liability if you 
ended up getting COVID while you were there. When you arrive at the airport, they give you a free test kit that then four days after arrival, you take it your hotel or wherever you're staying and turn it in. So it was all these protocols that made me feel so safe to be in Tahiti. And also just in general, Tahiti is gorgeous. And it's like, <laughs> it's almost like you're on a private island yourself when the different islands we hopped to and went to. So I was really impressed. And I think um, what you were saying is, yes, I think a lot of people have been stuck at home. And I think there's two things. One, it taught me to find adventure in my home, you know, whether it's in my direct home or little adventures I could take via road trips from Santa Monica and Los Angeles where I go, but to do it in a responsible, safe way. The other thing that I am a proponent of is the idea that it's like you can't travel during the pandemic. I believe that is false. And I say this because last summer I worked on a project where I was working on a travel job for six weeks in Europe. I traveled for nine weeks in Europe, six weeks for my work, and then three weeks in Turkey after, um, after the job. And beyond, you know, in the last year, I have, I have taken over 30 flights. I have stayed in over 30 hotels. Oh, wow. And I, and I am still COVID negative. I have not gotten COVID. I have done regular testing. And I, I, I share that because there's a way to travel safely during these times. And if you do the responsible, socially, you know, responsible things, wearing a mask, social distancing, washing your hands, being respectful to other people, there's a way to do it. And, and I, I think that the idea that we cannot, or you, you know, in some cases, yes, in some cases, you, you, you know, you shouldn't. Um, but it, it's really about being responsible and as a global citizen during these times. Yeah, there's definitely a personal responsibility aspect there. Absolutely. Um, now, now let me ask you this. As someone who has been traveling personally, right, you've also been traveling, you know, as part of sponsor trips, mm-hmm. how has the way you traveled changed kind of over the years, right? Because, and, and, and I ask that with this context. Normally, you know, you get the the free trip to New York, right? And people go to the Empire State Building or the Statue of Liberty, Times Square. They'll get some pizza and then they'll say, <laughs> all right, this was a great trip and they'll go home, right? So they just do yeah. the touristy things. Um, sure. Well, someone more seasoned, they don't necessarily go to all those tourist traps, right? There, there are things that are a bit more um, low-key and a bit more culturally enriching that yeah. you can visit uh, in like New York, for example, or Amsterdam or Paris. So, you know, how, when you're playing an itinerary now, you're going to go somewhere personally, like, Mm -hmm. how do you understand and set up, all right, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm not going to do. Yeah. So something that's interesting about the way I travel when it's for pleasure versus when it's for work is I don't plan a lot. And (laughs) I, I remember when I took one of my first uh, solo backpacking trips to Costa Rica as a young, in my young twenties, I literally just bought a Lonely Planet guidebook, got on a plane and sat next to someone who was from Costa Rica and said, what do you recommend I do? And, you know, got the, the tips from someone who was Costa Rican. And then along the way, I get tips from the hostels I'm staying in or the people I'm traveling with and have this kind of, type B personality when I travel. In my real life, I am a 
A plus type personality. <laughs> I'm a perfectionist. I'm, you know, very detail oriented, schedule based planner. I run events. I run social things. You know, I'm very like organized, organized, organized. When it comes to traveling for fun, I like to not plan. I like to go to a destination and have, you know, a general sense of my route, you know, maybe three points or three cities or whatever it might be, but in trying, keeping the schedule flexible to what's recommended to me by locals and what's recommended by people I meet along the way and having that adaptability and granted some things you need to book and you need to have planned a little bit further in advance, but if it's not something that requires, you know, a hiking permit or, um, you know, reserving something that's going to be booked because it's super popular, I like to be flexible. And that's kind of my, the way I do it. And it's, it's kind of my release where it's, I just like trying to live in the moment. And um, I was in, when I was in Turkey this past fall, um, which if you have, if Turkey is incredible as a, as I a go destination, so I want to go, bad. It, it is, it is, it's amazing. I had such an incredible time and trip in Turkey. Is that your first time? Um, it was my first time I was there for work. And then I stayed, uh, two extra two and a half weeks or so after work and wow, <laughs> the turquoise coast, you know, do a road trip down the turquoise coast, the Southern coast, the water is insane and gorgeous. And there's so many amazing outdoor things to do then flew up from the coast to um cappadocia and it's a bucket list trip and that's something where it's like yeah going on a hot air balloon ride over cappadocia is amazing and and just a little story on that um which kind of ties into all of this (laughs) i did the hot air balloon i did the hot air balloon ride in Cappadocia, um, a friend of mine actually <laughs> saw that I was going to Turkey and was like, can I join you on the trip and invited herself? <laughs> Shout out to Sarah. Uh, and I see you, Sarah. I, <laughs> yeah, you know, it was amazing. She, I, I was actually, I use social media when I plan trips too. Mm-hmm. I put on, I put on uh, Instagram, I'm, you know, I'm looking to travel somewhere and where should I go? And, and okay, when I honed in on Turkey, I said, what are your tips? And I got the tips from a lot of people on Instagram. And Sarah, my friend who I'd worked with before, she messaged me, can I join you? <laughs> and I was like, sure. <laughs> you know, we had worked, we'd been coworkers and friendly, but we became really good friends on this trip. And so we went to Cappadocia on a hot air balloon ride. We did it together. And I took photos, I took videos. I was thinking about the amazing content I'm going to get. And it was a gorgeous, beautiful experience. When the balloon landed, I thought to myself, what would it be like to do this experience not worrying about content? And in the moment, what I did was I changed my flight. I booked a second hot air balloon ride two days later, and I went back by myself and did it without taking one photo or one video the entire time for the experience. I put earbuds in, I put on Ben Bomer music, who he actually did a live set um, over Cappadocia during the pandemic. And his music is incredible. If you want some inspirational, awesome tunes, check out Ben Bomer. He's a Berlin DJ. I actually discovered him while I was in Turkey from Berliners, uh, that we met at a beach. I'm telling you doing it this way was mind blowing in one, one, everyone around me in that basket was taking a million photos, a million videos and doing what I did the first time, watching the experience through their phone. 
how many times are we traveling these days? And it's all about the photos and videos we're getting. So for me, not really recognizing that, oh yes, this is what I did the first time, even though I did have those moments, it's an hour long balloon ride. Mm -hmm. I had those moments where I wasn't looking at my phone and through my phone, but everyone was like scattering around me like ants. There was the person next to me who was doing a live stream on Instagram who had literally, I was peeking like two or three people watching. (laughs) Then there was an Instagram couple on the other side of the balloon where no joke, they had it on selfie mode most of the entire time. And it was just like, then there was a, a couple probably on their honeymoon that just photos, videos, photos, videos. And I did that the first time and, and it was still was gorgeous and beautiful, but then to do it like power of now, just for me in that moment, just for my eyes, just for my memory, it was one of the top experiences of my life. It was the, it was so gorgeous, so mind blowing. And I, it made me just realize that yes, even though I do sometimes travel for work and it can always be work if I create content, I need to worry more about the content in my brain versus the content I'm putting out there for other people. And that's kind of the balance uh, that I also realized that I want to do a better job at striking in the future. You are a hundred percent right. You know, and that's something that, you know, I was talking about um, on one of the last trips I kind of went on with my girlfriend, you know, we were all international trips and, you know, we were that I was that, that person, right. I have, mm-hmm. you know, the podcast, I want to get, you know, content for that, the Instagram. So I've got the phone and yep. we are in a taxi and it's like, you know what? I'm experiencing it, but I'm not living mm-hmm. it, right? Like, yes. you know, I've got the phone out. I've got the GoPro. I've got the camera taking pictures. <laughs> oh, the lighting over there is good. And, you know, you just need to calm down and settle. And, you know, it sounds corny, but just kind of be one with yourself and your surroundings. Be present. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, the great picture you take, the great video you get, like all that stuff, you're going to look back on six months, a year, however long. And, it'll be great. But, you know, that memory, that, that dopamine triggers, right. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, just get that good feeling about, oh, remember when we were, you know, standing on the side of that mountain and, you know, this, that, and the third, like that stuff, Yeah, you know, a camera can't capture. Yeah, exactly. And a camera actually prevents you from, from getting that, right. Because that yeah. comes here, right yeah. here. It yeah. doesn't necessarily come through the phone. So, you know, I'm, I'm glad you said that. And, you know, exactly. to those listening, no, I agree. It's, it's something you got to do. It's something you got to do, mm-hmm. man. So, well, that's, and that's like when I was on the, the corner of that balloon and watching it for an hour uninterrupted with that music and, and no one else mattered to me. Uh, there were moments where I'd close my eyes, listen to the music, and just say to myself, remember this when you open your eyes and I opened my eyes and like moved to tears (laughs) at how beautiful it was. And there have been moments since that trip where I close my eyes and I see those images from that balloon ride. And it's, those are images that are in my brain and in my memory and not on my phone. And, and I love that. And I'm so glad I did it both ways. It was amazing both ways, but then, you know, I do really challenge myself and I challenge other people to do something epic and not worry about it being recorded. Do something Absolutely. epic and not worry about the photos that you're going to get out of it. Do it for your yourself. You, you're absolutely right. Um, and, you know, with that, 
I got a content creation question for you. Oh, sure. Uh -oh. <laughs> so I've been to the website. I've been to the Instagram account. Okay. And the pictures are great. Like, I mean, we know this, right? The pictures are great. <laughs> are you self-taught? Right. Was it just a bunch of trial and error? Did you have a, a photography mentor? Yeah, no, I think it's kind of self-taught. And what's funny is I think a lot of it also has to do with how you crop and like edit photos because most of my photos now on my blog and site are from an iPhone and a GoPro and that's it. And photos that I'm in, if I don't credit a photographer, that's just me giving the phone to a friend or a random person and having them take a bunch of photos and then me going through and picking the one I like and then kind of just cropping it nicely and maybe doing a few edits. Mm -hmm. But um, mostly it's, it's, I think not overthinking it. I think I've been on trips with amazing photographers and, you know, there's such a, a skill to being, you know, a, a, a full-time photographer. I, I wouldn't say I'm a full-time photographer. I do photography, but it's mostly through an iPhone and a GoPro now. And uh, I think that it's kind of just having an eye for photography. Um, anything that I have on my site or my Instagram or my content that I'm not in, I took. Anything that I am in, I had someone else take. And then I just kind of did, I set up the shot and showed them what I wanted. And then I looked at, you know, looked at what they did. And if I had any notes of, no, can you move the phone here? You know, that's part of the process. Right. Um, but I don't really have any like, oh, I took this course or I took, uh, I looked at these YouTube videos or, or any, any kind of tips like that. I think a lot of it is just doing it. I think that's the one thing is whenever people ask me, oh, how do you do this? I think it's, you just need to do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Cause when you do it, you have your own personal flair, right? You have your own yeah. personal touch that gets on every photo. And mm -hmm. one thing that I think is a, is a, is a tip actually is the GoPro. Like that's a secret weapon of photography. Like mm -hmm. I took some pictures with the GoPro, I, I like snowboarding, right? So I was snowboarding and I took some pictures on the mountain, just taking them. Yeah. I'll put them in the computer. I look, I'm like, man, these pictures look great right? as hell. Like these are yeah. go yeah. for look. If you yep. don't want to invest in a digital camera, you don't, you know, your iPhone is a little old, a GoPro, right? Those yeah. take amazing 4K videos, amazing yeah. uh high definition pictures. And like Justin was saying, you can crop them, you can do some edits, and they'll come out great. Like that's that's low-key a secret weapon. <laughs> is the yeah, GoPro. it's they're amazing. And I agree. I think the good thing about a GoPro is you don't have to really be tech savvy to operate a GoPro and you just let the GoPro camera do its thing and you'll get great photos and great videos. And it's, it's that easy. It's pretty easy to use a GoPro. Absolutely. So, you know, what I have to always ask, right? Sure. Where's next? Well, um, I, I will be headed for work. I can't talk right now about what it is really. Okay, all right, uh, all right. Um, I'll be headed to Turks and Caicos oh, <laughs> as, of, as of now, as of now. So we'll see if that happens. Uh, I mean, the world is ever changing with travel and what's open and what's not open and right. restrictions. And um, so I'm currently working on a, a, a gig where I'm supposed to be headed there. And mind you, this is the fourth country now that I'm supposed to be going to, whereas it's changed in the last a month and a half this is the fourth because of covid <laughs> oh, man. um so 
yeah, it's just kind of, it's very fluid right now. Um, one thing I might do just locally is I, I just, I've worked with um, Catalina Island before in Los Angeles and they just reopened. So I might head to Catalina for a little weekend trip and kind of just have a weekend adventure. During the pandemic last year, I actually learned how to scuba dive. Um, I took a scuba diving course in Los Angeles. Nice. Based out of Catalina. So I might go do some scuba diving locally in Catalina before hopping on a, a plane to possibly Turks and Caicos. So look, can I can I follow up with the Catalina thing? Sure. So I I'm I'm not embarrassed. You know, I'm owner proudly. I'd never heard of Catalina until Step Brothers, the movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> the, the Catalina wine mixer, I'd never heard of until Oh then. my gosh. But, okay. You know, it speaks to something a little bit larger, right? And you talked about doing a lot of kind of local road trips and just stuff around where you are, right? That doesn't require, you know, a whole bunch of effort as far as getting on a plane, making all these different types of travel arrangements. So what are some of the things that you've explored locally in in the California area that, that you would recommend? Yeah. Okay. So I'm based in Los Angeles Mm -hmm. and Los Angeles obviously has a lot of great hiking. So in general, kind of outdoor activities right now are the things to do, whether it's going to the beach or hiking road trip wise road trip road it's like a tongue twister right there <laughs> road trip wise um i love a little road trip to palm springs and doing either you know a house with a pool mm-hmm. or uh kind of hiking in the desert there joshua tree is in that area as well easily accessible by car um San Diego uh, is another good spot. These are all kind of the standard road trips from Los Angeles. Uh, now during during winter, Big Bear and Mammoth for skiing and outdoors, Catalina Island. If you really want to go a little further, Vegas is only a four hour ride, but I. I, I'm not heading to Vegas right now, <laughs> you know, just cause it's not really my jam to actually, l- let me take that back. There's two ways to do Vegas, Vegas, kind of the casino way yeah, strip way. And I actually did a trip exploring outdoor adventure beyond the strip in Vegas. And that was my favorite time ever going to Vegas. I grew up going and I grew up, I didn't grow up going to Vegas. <laughs> uh, you know, my, I go to Vegas a bunch since I've been 21 because my parents from Chicago love to go to Vegas. So it's a good meeting spot. Right. And when I did uh, outdoor adventure, ATVing, rock climbing, um, hiking, biking to the Hoover Dam, there's a lot of outdoor adventure based out of Vegas that is kind of a hidden gem. So I would highly recommend a Vegas trip, but doing the outdoor adventure Vegas, I have a blog on that. Um, yeah, those are kind of the top ones. Um, I just was reminded um, if you're looking to hop on a quick flight for a ski trip that's not crowded like Mammoth or Big Bear, Sun Valley, Idaho is one of my favorite destinations. And that is, uh, it's a it's a winter wonderland that is not a tourist trap. And it's a, it's a great little ski town with the cutest uh, town and good slopes. And I love that place. I've been there twice. Yeah, I'm. Uh, you're speaking my language now. I, I've, you know, been wanting to hit a couple of ski places right before the season ends, like maybe Telluride, um, Ogden, Utah. But you know, Sun Valley is always something that that, that keeps coming around. Um, mm. And you know, before the season ends, I'll probably get out somewhere. But one of the things I think is is interesting. I'm definitely going to do my homework on is the outside of Vegas, right? Like, yeah. I'll, Cause every time I go, I'm on the strip and I'm, you know, that, that I'm doing that Vegas, right. I'm not doing the other one. And 
I've seen, you know, pictures. I've never even been to the Hoover Dam. Uh, and I've yeah, been that was my first time too. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, yeah, I just pulled up my blog. I'll send you the link. You got ATV and you have rock climbing at Red Rock Canyon. You have biking the mountain loop trail to the Hoover Dam. Uh, you got, there's breweries that are really nice. Uh, then there's a hiking and Valley of Fire State Park. It's it, there's oh, yeah. there's distillery. So it's, there's a lot of stuff outside of the strip that I'll send you the blog. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to post it in the show notes. It will, it will be there. Awesome. It will be there. All right. You know, I appreciate you uh, coming on with me, Justin. Um, so is there anything that you want to plug, Justin, before we get out of here? Sure. Uh, I have my my blog around the world with Justin. I can be found on all social media at ATW Justin. I also have a digital travel web series called around the world in 80 seconds.com. Uh, and it's 80 second adventures of me that I've filmed, hosted, produced and edited kind of from start to finish. And I'm really proud. And I love that little series. And that's about it. I think, uh, you know, it's, I always love connecting with travelers and I'm so glad that we were able to do this. So thank you for having me. Absolutely. I appreciate it, man.